Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. Thank you for joining me again this week. Uh, man, it's been a kind of a crazy week for me. I, I'm going to talk about house fire I went on um, yesterday, actually, uh, on a house that we'd worked on and uh, kind of what happened there and the craziness that and just the sadness of it all. And uh, so I'm excited, excited and I don't know if excited is the right word. Um, we're going to talk about it. So I wanted to also talk about what I've been working on, and it's finally about to come out. I A lot of you know I do what's called Blue Collar University, and it's I've been doing it for years and probably had hundreds of companies come through, and I basically show you how we do everything on day one. We show you all of our systems, all of you know how we do answering phones our policies our procedures our our setups our warehouses our meetings how the whole thing works and a lot of people find it very valuable and then on day two i work with you individually on what you want your company to do what's realistic what's a real growth plan what is a profitability that you need to be at every step when should you add people add trucks Put, get new buildings, new, move new spaces, you know, all the things of when should I and how, wh- what point should I do certain things. And by the end of, you know, the two days that you spend with me, you come out with a, a real different look at everything and a real game plan that wor- is going to work for your company over the next three to five years. And so I've been doing that for years. And recently I had Blue um, um, Cumberland Creative come to my uh well we actually rented a place that has a kind of a cool look to it and i did um hours and hours of i just did blue collar gold university online so you can literally buy the courses that you would normally come to nashville for and i literally am walking around the warehouse showing what we do i go around the office show what we do I talk about kind of like it would be if you were in there in, you know, at the, at my place. And then uh, I then go through the work steps that I would work with you if you were at my place to find out what, how you want to grow and some give some insight on what that looks like. And so have a lot of organizational chart work. I have board work. I have interviews. And, and a lot of it, I'm sitting just talking to you. I'm like sitting at a desk talking to the person about you know philosophies and thoughts on leadership and marketing and and all of the things and uh, I'm excited to release it in fact I'll kind of tell you what's going to be in each course so I I normally talk about how I do morning meetings with our crews you know and what what that looks like what I go over the metrics that we we follow every morning from safety to goals to, um, you know, just all the things we talk about in a quick stand-up meeting and why that's important to us. Um, then I kind of introduce you to our managers of what they manage and how they do things. 
I go over marketing, how I market, what's important to me on marketing, what I watch for, what what helps me make decisions on marketing, and then our systems like our some of our software stuff, some of our field software. Um, also, our office systems, how you know some phone scripts, how we make, um, how we just make that process of of customers work. I go over some financial stuff, not super deep in financials, but what we look for as far as gross profitability and margins and and those kind of things. Uh, I also am going to talk. I do some post-it note exercises on how to build standard operating procedures and how to build job descriptions. We talk about, you know, what it's like for you to have a perfect day in business, what that looks like. And I've talked about that on the show. Do a lot of organizational chart work and, you know, just how to build out the company, how to see it before you really see it. So I think it's it's really cool. I think it's a it's a thing. I'm going to I'll promote it on this uh, show when it's available. And if you follow me on Facebook and those kind of things, you'll see it pop up as an advertised piece. But so today I wanted to talk about um, a house fire. And many of you know I got into the chimney business because my house caught on fire many, many years ago when I was a kid. And nothing bad. It just I remember the chimney fire catching. I remember having to call the fire department. And there was some... Uh, you know, some flames and some attic, some some flames in the roof area. Uh, it was Christmas Eve and it messed everything up. Well, and so that affected me in, in a way, not tragically at the time, but when I was looking at starting a business, I remembered that. I'll never forget that day. And I don't know if you've suffered a, a house fire, but you never forget it. It's a line in the sand. And this week, well, actually a week and a half ago, I got a call from a customer that we had taking care of their chimney um, in October, and we had done some chimney repairs, and um, they had actually had a chimney fire before we got there. So another company came out, said, hey, you had a chimney fire. We were a second opinion, verified they had a chimney fire, and then we um, proceeded to present how to repair it and the insurance company paid it and we fixed it well they'd been burning the fireplace pretty much every day since october and we get a call that they had a, a, a structure fire well any person in the chimney business or anybody in the trades hears about a fire on a job you worked on you you feel like you just got punched in the stomach you feel like oh my gosh so the first question is anybody hurt uh, luckily, nobody got hurt, and because you, you get notified from an attorney is what is how it happens. A lot of times, sometimes the homeowner calls you, but um, in this case, the attorney calls me, sends me a message: "Hey, you guys worked on the chimney. Chimney caught on fire, and we need you to show up. We're going to have an investigation." I said, "Okay." So I. I've had a couple situations happen before with house fires. We've never been named in them before. We've never been proven to had issue with it. Um, we had a, a house fire that had, we'd worked on the chimney to fix some cracks in the outside to stop water leaking from it. And what had happened, which you couldn't see, was rotten wood had fallen down on top of what's called a direct vent gas unit. 
behind a brick wall and it was sitting right on top of the unit well in in our world you can't have wood touching the heat source where it catches fire and ends up catching fire it wasn't deemed our fault because there's no way you could see it without tearing the chimney opening the brick open and looking in there which doesn't happen on inspection so that went away but my insurance company didn't really fight it like i wanted them to fight it they they, I want them to fight it completely down where I don't owe anything. And they finally fought it down to a point where they're like, yeah, we'll give you like 20,000 bucks. And I'm like, no, we, I was not liable at that at all. There's no way we could have seen that issue. And I didn't really have a person on my side and I didn't want them to pay anything. I said, well, Mark, it's not worth fighting it any further down um, because, you know, it was a pretty big loss and we're not responsible for much. So we just cut our losses. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want my name on this at all that we paid anything. So anyway, so on this time, you know, they assign you a person uh, that's going to represent you and, you know, you hope they represent you. They invite you to come out came out and then i brought my own my own guy out there jim brewer is a he's i'm a huge fan of his from how i built the business but he's also one of the very best uh technicians and and, and expert witnesses there is so i brought him in on my own dime to make sure that i'm represented as well as i can because i don't have any idea why this fire started so we get there and i and we i thought it was just like this sunroom that caught fire and i got there and realized it's a total loss of the house and i just i got this just deeply sad feeling about just what that family went through with this fire and i'm like oh my gosh i just started having this wave of just i don't know just sadness coming over me and i you walk in and um you can't really walk through the scene yet because they have to do a a kind of a preliminary talk to everybody that's there and and really how this works is they have a person there and now again i haven't been involved in these and maybe this isn't how they all work but i just want to give you my experience of what happened they have a sort an origin fire origin person there and his main job is to just find out where the fire started and point to the area this is where the fire started now you guys figure out how to defend yourself and figure out what happened so the origin guy then he gives a detailed accounting of what happened in this case um homeowner was lighting a fire like they normally do in the chimney that we fixed basically there was a chimney that we fixed on one side and there was another chimney that a, a builder had put on on the other side of the fireplace that we had now they'd done this before we did our work but this builder put this vent free fireplace on the other side of ours in this sunroom and the fire was started in the sunroom so but it started when they were using the fireplace that we'd fix and so somehow it transferred over to that other fireplace area that was the basic start of it so we um we you know just he tells us hey the homeowner lit the fire and it's not uncommon for them to have to like the smoke detectors go off a little bit sometimes i guess when they start the fire probably starting too big of a fire but anyways they said it wasn't anything but this time the smoke detectors are going off they were waving the fire and and the smoke detectors would not go off they would not stop going off so they go out they walk out onto the out onto the patio and 
the guy turns off the gas to the gas fireplace because he still had his pilot on. He could look through there and see a flame. And he knew it was inside the wooden structure that the other fireplace was on. Called 911 and very quickly that house just burned. So once he told us that, told us, you know, there were certain things plugged in. They had an Alexa in the room. They had all these things happening. And, you know, just to determine if it was an electrical fire, was it a fireplace fire, what what happened? So we start looking at it. And, you know, the main reason I'm telling the story is kind of tell people what you may go through. Because as I'm looking at it, it just, I see like their wedding album that was burned. And I see kids toys that were burned and the the dogs tennis balls were burned and just all their stuff was just completely ruined and i just i hated it but basically what happened was um you know we'd fixed part of the chimney and done an inspection on it but what there was some concealed defects on the back side of the chimney where the where the um fireplace was put a builder did something wrong that was not visible and it basically put wood in um in an area that the the heat could get to over time and 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 then it also done something wrong with um you know with the way they installed the gas line uh it appeared and so there's multiple ways that this was could have happened and without going into too many of those details, um, doesn't appear that we had anything to do with it. It was part of the builder that had put this other fireplace in and done some things that he shouldn't have in a concealed area. But I can tell you that my main point of this is, one, contractors, you should not have contractors build fireplaces, not general contractors. If you have a fireplace you want installed, have a fireplace person install it. Now it's not like they're perfect and they can make mistakes too, but the majority of big issues that I ever see are from contractors and handymen and homeowners doing something really wrong. And in this case, that's what happened. And if you're not in the fireplace business and you have, it, it, all these contractors say they can do it. They all say they can put in fireplaces. They all say they can fix chimneys. They simply can't. And as a public service announcement, please call a true chimney professional, not somebody that specializes in everything plus chimneys. It's chimneys, period. And then maybe they do other things, you know, like chimneys first. Um, because there's so many things that can go wrong, so many little things that can be overlooked or... You know, in this case, they look like they patched something they shouldn't have that went wrong and just did really some some stupid things that added to, they ended up being very tragic um, for this homeowner. So that was rough. That was rough on me just to see all that and, and listen to it all be talked about. And I mean, I felt good that it really, it wasn't anything we did or could have even seen, but it still was just sad and it made me realize how important our work is to prevent this and to have less and less of this happen you know there's a lot of great chimney guys out there working on the on chimneys every day trying to keep people safe and 
I just wonder how much we really have saved. How many people have we really saved? How many structures have we saved as an industry? It's It's got to be mind-blowing because of all the ones that still happen, and most of the time it wasn't due to a chimney guy. The vast, I mean, sometimes it is, but the vast majority of time it's not. It's something else, something that somebody else did that caused the problem. So then, so that was that, and then, you know, um, then, but this, at the same time, we had another person had a chimney fire on a fireplace that we just put in too. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was just like hammer, hammer. But with all this ice and snow, everybody was using them a lot. Well, so we go to research that one. And this customer had, we'd put this chimney in, I think in October, again, big build for us, big, big prefabricated chimney, but we, we built the chase out of wood and then we did a big, uh, on inside and we did a big stone thing, floor to ceiling. It was really a pretty chimney. People were super nice. They said, hey, we had a chimney fire the other night. Can you come check it? I said, did it, you know, cause any fire in the house? They're like, no, we just saw flames coming out of the top of the chimney. So, okay, we go look at it. Well, this customer, come to find out, 30 days after we had installed the fireplace, uh, they called us because the glass doors were not the right ones. They were sent wrong from the manufacturer, and we had to swap them out. So we went out, and we noticed one month after burning, the, the chimney was super dirty already. And we said, hey, this is dirty. We'll go ahead and clean it for you while we're here, but this thing is getting really dirty in, in no time. And we talked to them about how to use their wood right and what to do and you know, kind of gave them some education. Well, five months later, it caught fire again. We go out there. And that chimney looked like it was 15 years old with daily use of how much buildup was in that chimney. And um, then, then she kind of changed her story. Well, we didn't really see a fire, but we saw sparks. And, and we're like, you are ruining this brand new fireplace that we just installed for you. And we're trying to teach you how to use it right, but you're determined to burn your house down. You're determined to ruin this system that we just put in for you. And so, again, we had to do uh, glaze-type cleaning, which is specialty chemical cleaning. And then we had to, um, you know, we had to set up for another cleaning. And then the last thing this week, um, we... We were uh, in. We were getting ready to run a gas line for a fireplace, and um, we go under the house to run the gas line, and we had to kind of cut out and move some boards to get the gas line up. Uh, move some. I can't remember what we had to move, but we had to move something and get up underneath where the fireplace was to get the gas line through there. And sure enough, again charred wood underneath the fireplace uh, we hadn't even begun to do the work yet but we found all this charred wood where it had caught fire but luckily didn't spread and it was um you know it was close to having another house fire so this was again another builder somebody built the fireplace wrong uh, wasn't a chimney guy wasn't a you know fireplace specialist they put wood right under the floor of the fireplace so if you're looking in the fireplace you see concrete in the floor what you don't realize is two inches below that was wood if we hadn't been getting all the way up under the house or on the gas line and i think we had to 
cut out or move some brick or boards to get over there. And then when we opened up, we saw there would have been no way for anybody to ever see that uh, without going to extremes, which you don't do on a standard inspection. But it just really, you know, there were just several close calls just this week. And, and um, it, it just really helps you understand the need for inspections and cleaning and more than anything, proper build from the get-go. So if you're building a house uh, if you're, or you're going to have an addition put on, please, please, please have a chimney specialist do that. Take pictures of it while they're doing it and make sure that, you know, they're doing everything they can because obviously fire is dangerous. Deciding to have a fire in the middle of your living room, which is a fireplace, is inherently dangerous. So you've got to do all of the things to make sure that you don't get your house on fire when you're trying to enjoy the fireplace. So that's that's house fire. That's that's my episode is going to be house fire, and um, I I hope you haven't had to go through that. I hope you do all the things to not have to go through it. It was uh quite harrowing in my brain. I wanted to go over a dumb is real. I haven't done dumb is real for a while. I'm going to do a dumb is real this week on a, on a situation that just upsets me and it's frustrating and it's it's kind of where somebody takes advantage has taken advantage of me trying to be a good guy but you know it's it wasn't paying off for me and 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 here's what happened so i've done work for this contractor in town for 20 plus years he's been a main contractor but he's worked for different big companies kind of commercial stuff I've always done a lot of commercial stuff for him and he's always worked for another company and he's been great and i've done a ton of work for him always got paid on time always everything was right well a few years ago he branched out and now he has his own construction company doing what he was always doing so i'd done one small project for him and in this last spring tornadoes came through nashville and hit um, hit a lot of stuff tore a lot of stuff up and we we had this one big apartment complex that it tore up so many fireplaces and all the fireplaces were old so you couldn't get replacement parts you had to replace entire fireplaces for i think about 40 units and we go in and we do all the work and we put the bid in and it's with this guy and great we get a deposit and it's half of the work and no problem we're, we're going on we have lots of problems with supply chain because of covid houses covid people issues masked up cleanliness very hard project we got it all done and then it came time to pay the final bill and he's like yeah i'll get that to you and um he didn't get it to us and it's a lot of money it's five figures pretty high five figures close to six figures well close so in there oh just a bunch of money and he's always paid me i never had a problem and i don't want to ruin the relationship because he could get us more big work like that so again hey um project's done you know pay us nothing don't get paid don't get paid don't get paid don't get paid for a while i mean we're sending collection notices we're calling we're this we're that and then he finally admits he's he's gotten into some trouble on some jobs and he doesn't have the money now i and i said hey you spent my money 
you spent the money you're supposed to hold for me. You got paid from the insurance company on my part, and now you spent my money. It's not like you had to make the money and pay me. You got paid. You got paid my money, and you are not sending it to me. And then he starts being doing the embarrassment game, and I promise I'll pay you. I'm working on it. I promise, I promise, and nothing, 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 nothing. Never we're getting paid. And I'm threatening, and I talk to a lawyer, and I, and I talk to the lawyer, and the lawyer says, yeah, there's a couple kind of lawsuits with this person's name on it, and you're probably not going to get paid. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So back and forth, back and forth, and I finally get ready to and, – and two days ago, I sent him – no, yesterday, I sent him a text. I said, Ed, you've really let me down. I said, I, I thought we were friends. I believed you when you told me you were going to pay me. And I'm, I now know that you're, you're not telling me the truth. I'm going to file a lawsuit tomorrow at noon, which was today. And I'm going to also send you a 1099 for the money that you basically took from me. That was my pay. And because, um, and that's going to trigger an audit on you from the IRS when you get that big of a 1099 back from me for payment on this project well that got his attention and um i'm not telling you that legally or anything you can do that that's just my what i <laughs> what i told him i was gonna do and uh so um i said if i don't get a payment and he said can i pay you x amount a month he and, and i said that's low but i will take it as long as i have it every month at this date and i will not go forward but the minute i don't have it i'm going to fully go forward with this i promise 100 percent you're going to get these things are going to come for you and and sure enough today i said noon and like at 12 45 i get a i get a chunk payment on a credit card toward the bill and for me, that was a win. But what's dumb is real, I guess, is bad management and spending somebody else's money, in this case, my money. And I'm like, I can't believe you would, you know, you would actually think that that's usable funds for you. And it, it was a robbing Peter to pay Paul scenario. And he even said that. I said, man, that that is just so terrible he got in over his head on a bunch of jobs and who has to pay the bill the uh, you know people like me subcontractors but if he owes me he owes me a lot of money i just wonder how many people got stung in this deal with mismanagement of of funds from a sub from a contractor and so uh anyway that's it's been a crazy week it's overall been a good week we had we had much better weather it got 70 some degrees here yesterday it was beautiful um been working out pretty much every morning except yesterday except today because i was exhausted from the investigation and and also just the stress i just decided to take it off but i've been hitting the gym about five days a week and starting to feel starting to feel good with it and um so anyway it was a good week but um you know uh, it was a stressful week in the chimney world, and I just wanted to give you my my upfront story of of a house fire and, and, and the effects of it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a great week, great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.